Ryan Fellman here with an exciting episode of the Path to Manliness podcast. Uh, today's guest is Nate Dean, or you may know him as Chronicles of Nate, and he is here to help you learn a little bit about finance and how you can use this to leverage your own assets and better your life. And if you'd like to hear more from him, check out Chronicles of Nate on Twitter and be sure to give him a follow. And for more, check out pathsmanliness.com. All right, let's get started. All right, welcome to the Pat's Manliness Podcast. I am Ryan Fellman, and I am joined by my first guest, uh, Chronicles of Nate, or is it uh, Nate Dean? Which, which do you prefer? Man, I, I mean, Nathan Dean is my God-given name. Uh, my friends started calling me Nate a long time ago, so I go by Nate for the most part. Sounds uh, good. Well, um, we met on Twitter here pretty recently, but we've been talking a lot. Um, so I know who you are, but why don't you go ahead and just explain to uh, our listeners here who you are and what you do. All right. So uh, my name is Nathan Dean and uh, Nate, <laughs> if y'all want to call me that. Uh, I live in Southeast Texas. Uh, the, the best description I can give you, because uh, it's a small town, you wouldn't know, you wouldn't have heard of it. But the, the best description I would say is two hours east of Houston, almost on the Louisiana line. Um, and I have a financial education business called Unlimited Life Concepts. And we just teach people the truth about money. Uh, that they didn't learn in school. I was a business major in college. Uh, economics and finance were, were subjects that I absolutely loved. And, uh, but what we teach, you know, I didn't learn in school. I learned through self-education. Um, I have a beautiful wife. I've been married for almost 17 years. It'll be 17 years in November and we've got four kids and <laughs> life's, <Wow>. life's full. <laughs> Often, uh, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's, it's crazy in my house. Uh, that's the easiest way to say it. Yeah, I can uh, I can relate to that. I've got um, I got three boys, a couple dogs. It gets a little loud. You can get some chickens in the backyard. So um, there's all sorts of stuff going on. Um, I think we talked about this, but we actually share the same degree. I got an economics major myself, and um, you know it's it's interesting in our corner on uh, the web. We hear a lot of people talking about how uh, college can be kind of a waste of time and um, it, there's there's some truth to that, but there's it's also a lot of half truths. Um, yeah, you know I think you've found and I've found that there's actually a lot you can learn if you apply yourself and choose the right degree. And that's a big thing. Um, you know, I didn't originally pick economics. I, I transferred into it, and one of the reasons it sounds shallow to say it, but it's true. Uh, one of the reasons I picked it was I was trying to figure out how to make money the fastest way that I could. And economics just <laughs> made sense to me. And I, I, yeah. just, I was smart, but I was never going to be a doctor. Um, but it's been, it's been good for me. What made you decide on, uh, and, and I liked it. I did take the course and, and I started to enjoy it, but what made you decide economics? Yeah. I, I guess it was just, I don't know, something I've always been drawn to. Like I, I love causes and effects of things. And I'm also, I've always been, I've always considered myself a problem solver. Um, and in fact, sitting in economics classes, there were times where I would ask questions that my professor would be like, nobody's ever asked that before, you know, and because yeah. I'm just always, I'm always just trying to, to figure out, you know, solutions to, to problems. 
And uh, I mean, it's really one of the biggest reasons why I do what I do now is because, you know, I discovered a solution to a problem and now it's almost like an evangelistic type message that I'm getting out there trying to just teach people the truth about how money really works instead of how we've been taught it works. Yeah. Um, I forget who said it, but there's uh, it's something that stuck with me. They said either find a problem that people are dealing with and solve it or find distractions to that problem. And that's pretty much the keys to making money. And uh, what really interested me into you and uh, following you on Twitter was uh, what you just said there, how you think critically. Um, there's, there's people that are just kind of floating through life and just trying to figure out what it is they want to do, where you think independently and you're asking these important questions and, and your, your course is this holy shift. I, I love that name, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> it's, um, I went into it, I, I kept an open mind, but being an economics major, and I think I told you this too, I, I wasn't sure how much I was going to learn from it, but there were a few moments that kind of blew my mind and, and some of them seemed simple, but it's just something that you never think of. Right. Um, I'm curious though, why do you think it is that they don't teach stuff like this in school? I can understand like maybe not in high school level, but college level, yeah. this could easily be taught very quickly. I mean, you taught it in about an hour. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So um, I'm not, I don't really consider myself a conspiracy theorist or anything like that, but you have to, uh, I, I say, I've said this a few times, I've tweeted it out, you know, the, the people that stand to profit the most are the ones that choose to keep you in the dark. Right. And, you know, our state institutions are government run, you know, um, well, uh, our banking system is government run. So some of the things that I teach in the course, of course, you know, this, you could walk into nearly any bank and start using. Right. And benefit from, yeah. But, but, but they're not standing there wanting to teach you that they don't want you to know that you can benefit from okay. some of these things. I'm, I'm having an interesting thought here. As, as you say that it's uh, it's a bit like what you and I are doing in the same way where you don't want to give away all your insider secrets right away because you have nothing to benefit from. Right. Um, and I guess school isn't really in the business of making entrepreneurs, um, this, this is, I don't even want to get into this, but the original <laughs> purpose of school was really um, based off the Prussian system where they were essentially trying to create factory workers. And if you wanted to be something more, you had to go out and seek, seek more. Um, what's really fascinating right now is how there's sort of an education revolution happening and you can still learn a lot in college, but there's a lot of new ways that people are learning. And one of them is these courses like what you teach um, that are available on Gumroad or uh, multiple other places. There is um, Sovereign University by Jose Rosado and AJA Cortez, which um, I've actually, I've been uh, sub to that for about a month now. Uh, but with, with YouTube and social media and, and just, even Jordan Peterson's on YouTube now doing lectures and he's not the only right. professor doing this. It's there's something changing right now. I don't know why that is or what that is, but the way things are being taught is, is changing. And it's, it's almost as if um, like colleges have lost 
their ability to be a gatekeeper. So I don't know. This is getting a little in the woods already. <laughs> but um, what do you well, think the, about the, the reality, future of college and education uh, in general? I mean, you have to kind of look at the writing on the wall. Yeah. Um, and what we see and what we're experiencing, and I don't discount uh, people who go through, who, who decide to further their education. Uh, my wife has her master's degree, you know, and it served her well. Um, there is a shift, as you said, that is happening where we used to believe that the only way that we can get ahead in life is to have a college education. And, you know, the beauty of technology is it is absolutely leveled the playing field. Right. And, and not only in the ability to go out and earn and create and, and all those things, but also just the transfer of information. As you said, you know, there's professors that are just giving away information for free, you know, yeah. and it's all just done through technology. It's all where you just write it right in your fingertips. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's been, um, it's amazing. It's, uh, you know, we always say we want equality and um, some people do, some people don't, but what we really want is, as Jordan Peterson says, equality of opportunity. And that's what we're getting here with this by instead of having to go to the school and pay $100,000 for a degree that, depending on which one you pick, some of them are great, but then there's also plenty of these, um, you know, whatever, Eastern Slavic 16th century literature major that, <laughs> you, know, you know, when we're 18, we make dumb choices. Sometimes we pick a, a major that doesn't work for us. Um, but instead of spending $100,000 on a diploma, you can spend $37 on one of these courses and you throw a few of these things together. And instead of being given a piece of paper that tells you that you can go out there and possibly make a lot of money eventually, you're given real actionable advice that can make you money like tomorrow. Um, I, I kind of expected some of these courses to be full of it and to be nonsense and just kind of be snake oil. But um, so I ignored them for a while, but as I've been looking through them, almost every single one of them has taught me something that made it worth it. Um, the, the difference is you just got to make sure you act on it. And that's, right. that's where a lot of people get hung up on. They'll say it's not worth your time. And it's like, well, what'd you do with it? You know, well, so. one of, one of the things that, that I did in, in our course is as you, as you well know, at the end of the course, yep. there's a call to action. Yes. And it's simply just to reach out to us because we have something else that we want to offer you. And so because of that, I can look with almost dead accuracy and see the number of people who purchased the course versus the people who've actually completed the course. <laughs> and uh, so what really blows my mind is the number of people who have purchased the course and that I haven't heard from them yet. Yeah. And when, and you know, every now and then I'll follow up with them, just checking on them, see, you know, if I can answer any questions and they'll be like, Oh, I need to get, I need to do that. You know, I need to go through the course. I, you know, I bought it a while back and I forgot about it or I got busy or whatever. Here's the reality. Most people, I, I'm just going to use a generalization. Most people spend maybe an hour or two a day on Netflix. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I think that's probably fair to say. I'll, I'll bet that's coming in low. It probably so. Yeah. Or just so, TV in general, at least. Yeah. So, so if you're, more willing to be entertained than you are to be educated, then I can't help you. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I've said this a million times, but 
you know, once I started focusing on, on creation over consumption, it was a complete game changer, you know, um, but talk about that a little bit. Talk about how by creating something and, and even though you're, you're asking people to pay for it, you are giving value to the people that take your course, you know, explain how it's changed your perspective on life. Cause it, it's, it's hard to explain if you haven't done it, but it's like revolutionary. It really is the, the, as far as the value goes, um, the, the way that we price this thing out. And I say we, cause I have a business partner. Um, he's a middle school principal and the way we price this thing out, we really tried to pack as much value and as little profit as possible into the course. Yeah. And, and, and I don't know if there's another course course creator out there that offers one-on-one coaching after the course is completed is there, there? Be, i don't i think i could be wrong on this but i think chris johnson offers it in one of his courses he he, he does but but ours is actually uh, i mean i say this unlimited i mean i can't spend hours a day on the phone with you right but but to a degree it's really unlimited because i'll teach you as much as you want to learn yeah yeah i'll i'll admit that you do that and um you know we've engaged a lot in that just kind of bouncing ideas back and forth off each other teaching each other what we've learned um right. it's been another neat thing about our area of um i don't know we gotta come up with a better name for it, but i've been calling it self-improvement twitter <laughs> and uh you know it, somebody will make a better name but I'm amazed at how helpful everyone is. You know, people are, are willing to say, look, this is what I'm, I'm doing. This is what works. And even though in a lot of ways, most of us are competitors, it doesn't feel that way. No, it really um, doesn't. And that's, that's one of the things that uh, I've said, I've heard Chris Johnson say before, you know, winners want to see other people win. Yeah. Losers want to see other people lose. Yeah. And exactly. when you're in a corner, when you're in a community of winners, then the ones who really are winning, they, they care about other people winning too. Like they, they don't want to be by themselves in that process. Right. Uh, because when you feel the way you feel about winning, it's sort there, there's, there's this gratitude that sort of overflows and you want it to kind of spill out on other people. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. I completely agree. Um, you know, your big focus is all on this finance stuff and this, in this, um, you know, per, way to spend money better and think about money in a different way. Uh, but the other thing that you do, and I don't know if you even realize it, but you're, you're really good at engaging with other people. And you do this through Twitter, you do this through the DMs, even through phone calls, like you just said. Um, just tell me a little bit about your like, process, about how you, you go and, and network with people. But you're doing about as well as anybody online. <laughs> well, I... Uh... This it's kind of funny. This actually goes back to uh, something that that Ryan Banks tweeted out not long ago. Actually, it was it was Do Do Lab and Ryan Banks. They were kind of chatting back and forth, and they were talking. Yeah. To, Ryan Banks was talking about how uh, you know if you're willing to do cold calls, you know what you know what that can do for you. And I was actually in an industry. Um, I was in a precious metals company back in 2008, in the middle of the the financial meltdown where we had people that were just running to us because they were bleeding out money in the stock market and they were just trying to figure out a way to stop the bleeding. So we had a lot of people were coming to us, but at the same time, we were still making cold calls essentially to other people. And so I got a lot of experience 
calling people. I mean, it was one of those auto dialers, almost like, you know, these, these, uh, you know, these, these people from other countries that they're just sitting there with an auto dialer or just kind of rolling through. And it was almost that sort of atmosphere. Um, as we were working through our list of, of people. And so the, just the idea of cold calling completely took me out of my comfort zone. Right. And, and I think, I think I, even though most of that job I really hated, uh, there was a ton of valuable, uh, valuable experience there that I took away and I've, yeah. I've been able to, to apply and use. And so the fact that I don't care about picking up the phone and just cold calling somebody same way with sending a direct message to somebody. I'm like, what's it going to hurt if I send them a direct message? Yeah, and you know, what's respond. it going to, Oh yeah, they absolutely. Well, yeah. I mean, what's it going to hurt? Uh, for example, uh, well, I mean, I, I've said this before and Chris will back me up on it. You know, shortly after I joined Twitter, I messaged Chris Johnson, nappy boy yeah. on Twitter. And, and I just said, Hey bro, I you know, really like your stuff. And, and I, uh, I actually sent him a personalized video, wow. uh, which, which is actually my pin tweet video that you can go watch. Yeah. I just made it personal to him. I t talked about his Tesla and everything like that, that he was, <laughs> that he was buying, you know? And uh, so it wasn't long until he goes, Hey bro, you got my attention. Tell me more. And yeah. so, I, I mean, I had at that time, I don't know, I had like 20 followers or something like that. And I just was like, Hey, what's it going to hurt to reach out to him? So I did. And, you know, he was willing to learn some stuff from, me. you know, he was willing to, to go through my course and uh, learn more about what I'm doing and how I'm helping people. And through that uh, connection, <laughs> I mean, I'll never forget this because I mean, it's, it's a big part of why I've grown so fast on December 23rd, 10 days after I started my account, <laughs> he tweets out unsolicited. I had no idea he's going to do it. Uh, I will personally vouch for this dude, Chronicles Nate. He led me to learn about a whole other side of money. If you're into finance, you need to give him a follow. Man, I just started blowing up after that. And that's a uh, class move. Yeah, it, I mean, it was it was really cool for him, and and I've supported him big time through everything that he's done, Ridge Market and everything like that. I'm actually I'm actually in the process of getting a Ridge Market brand myself. Well, yeah, th those are interesting. They've um they've caught my attention. I, I haven't really looked into it yet, but I'm curious. But um interesting you mentioned that with Chris Johnson because he actually talks about how when he first started on Instagram he was growing because whenever he would follow somebody he would just message them say hey man this is what I do I like your account what is it that you do so he was doing the same thing where people forget that social networks are meant to be social you know, yeah people that are most popular um, the ones that get the most out of these social networks is the people that decide to actually socialize um, you know I had a I had a similar I had like an epiphany about this, um, like a cycle of social media where there's these great content creators and they're, they're influencing people and they're teaching you stuff and you're learning from them and you start kind of looking up to them. But then if you keep learning and you keep implementing what you learn, you can eventually one day reach that point. And, um, it blew my mind. This, this is kind of a funny thing, but, um, it blew my mind when I got one of these guys that I looked up to and learned a lot from to follow me. Um, that was Aaron Clary, and uh, he wrote Bachelor Pad Economics and uh, a whole bunch of other stuff. He had a blog called Capital um, Captain Capitalism, uh -huh. and um, I listened to his podcast for for years. And uh, one day he he decided to follow me, and just out of the blue, 
holy shit. I got this guy's radar. I must be doing something right. Okay. So, you know, I sent him a message and we started kind of chatting a little bit. Um, but it's, it's funny because you think you're different from people that are successful. The only difference is they, they follow their dream. They went after something. So, you know, you came up with this, this brilliant system that, that really helps people. And, um, well, tell us a little bit about how, uh, how you got started and what, what made you create Holy Shift and, and those products that you've got. That's perfect segue because that was exactly where my mind was going. Um, so part of, Part of my story, I mean, I've, I started my account December 12th uh, on Twitter, uh, 2018. So I've been on Twitter a little over three months now. And part of my story is when I joined Twitter, my business partner was texting me quotes from Ed Lattimore and Chris Johnson. Uh, now, me and, him, me and uh, Brandon, we had read Ed Lattimore's book, Not Caring What Other People Think is a Superpower. So as he's, you know, sending me these tweets from Ed Lattimore, I was like, man, this is, you know, this is cool. You know, I've read his book and, you know, he's sending me these tweets and stuff. And I just decided I was going to get on Twitter for myself and check it out. So I got on really just initially was just going to be a spectator, you know, just consuming yeah. content. I realized very, very quickly that I, not only was there an opportunity there, but I had a lot of value to bring to other people. Yeah. And so I went through Chris Johnson's course, six figure side hustle. And through that course, I mean, he, he teaches some, some, I mean, it's just, I mean, he pulls the curtain back. He just shows people, you know, Hey, this is what I did. And it's great. I would recommend anybody to go, go check it out. Um, but the biggest takeaway for me, whenever I went through his course, nothing against any of the information he taught because it was awesome. But I saw his course and I thought, man, I could do that. Yeah. You know? Yep. And so, and the reason that I had the, the reason I'd even gotten to that point of having the idea of creating a course is because as I started connecting with people and teaching them, I was spending an hour to an hour and a half with people through go to meeting these live, you know, webinars where I was teaching one-on-one -on -one. and it was great. I loved it but I was running out of time. Here comes the economists making things more efficient. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> that was the whole, that was the whole idea was how can I make this more efficient? Yeah. Because, because the real, the real uh, coaching, the real value is in the follow-up calls that I get to do with people. Yeah. Um, so if I don't have to spend an hour to hour and a half just to get somebody to the, to the point where they're ready to learn more from me one-on-one, -on -one, Man, that's gold right there. I mean, that's, that's platinum. <laughs> that's the secret to this online business thing. It's just you got to find a way to demonstrate value, and everyone's got something they can teach. And I mean, if not, go out and figure it out. There's yeah. books out there that most people don't want to read. And if you go out and like learn the important stuff from the book and share it, like that's that could be a course right there. Um, and I would I would gladly just give the information away for that for yeah. people to actually go through. But you and I both know this free information is rarely utilized <laughs> yeah. you know yeah um i actually have a free book right now that uh it's it's a decent book too um but people don't really buy it that much you can pay what you want actually but i've got a couple other books that do cost money and those sell great so you know there's there's something to be said for that perceived value and uh 
you do a good job of balancing that where you give away enough to get them interested and they understand what you're selling that they'll actually, um, you know, take you up on it. Um, and I offer, I've, I've never had anybody take me up on this, but if anybody ever came at me and said, you know, this course was crap, it wasn't worth it, whatever, yeah. <clears throat> I'll refund their money. I don't care. Yeah. So, you know, in a way I offer a money back guarantee. Uh, now I don't advertise that because people are <laughs> stupid <laughs> and uh, yeah. you'll, you'll get all the ridiculous people coming to you for, for, you know, dumb reasons or whatever. Uh, you'll get the, you'll get the trolls that'll buy your course just to turn around and, uh, you know, whatever. There's I, I don't a, even know what they do. A number. I don't know what it is, but once you reach a certain number of people, you just start finding some, you know, assholes in the bunch, but I've uh, found a few and, and what I usually do I get worse by the way. <laughs> yeah. What, what I usually do if, if they come at me, like few of them actually send me direct messages. They'll, they'll comment, you know, because they want the attention. Yeah. And, and, uh, in most cases I'll, I'll just, I, I mean, like I had a guy who was, who's, I don't even remember what he said, but he said something and, and I knew that he was, uh, that he was trolling me. I knew like whatever, whatever he said. And I just, I liked it and I retweeted it. And, and he was like, don't you know, um, don't you know, I'm uh, trolling you or whatever? <laughs> like, and, and, and I said, yeah, man, but I, I don't care. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and, and that's the thing. Uh, and, and in fact, I even, I even, when I commented to him that I don't care, I said, uh, yeah, I don't, it, the reason that I don't care, is because uh, I read Ed Lattimore's book and I tagged Ed Lattimore. In it. Uh, <laughs> well, once you start getting successful and you've got things going on in your life that are good, you, you do care less. Like this isn't yeah. the biggest part of my life. You know, it's these people that are trolling. They're the ones that probably don't go to the gym that often. So they're not looking that great. They might struggle with girls. Like they've got areas of their life that they're losing in and they're trying to win and, and <laughs> trolling things, which yeah, I get, um, with my name, with Path to Manliness, I'll get random people to see me because like other people retweet me and I just show up on their feed and they're like, oh, you're just another one of these pickup artist guys. You probably hate all women. It's like, man, you don't look at my profile at all. <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the names, it's not misleading intentionally, but people just go there. They, they make it up in their mind of what they want it to be. Um, but, but yeah, that's, there's something about when you start reaching a certain follower count, you just get some strange people coming at you. And man, there's, there's a lot of people out there that um, are appreciative of what you do and, and genuinely interested. And I've just decided that's best to focus on them. And absolutely, you know, if someone's got a beef, I'll, I don't mind talking a little bit, but if they're just being a troll, I, I you just got to block and move on. You don't have time for it. Yeah. I, I made the mistake. Uh, <laughs> I don't know, like a month ago, I think you saw it. Uh, where the guy was so. like, he was basically trying to push me into giving him a free copy of the course because he was, uh, he was re responding to Western Mastery uh, had actually tweeted something out and he had tagged me in it because he was, it was, he was quoting a conversation that we had had, and so, uh, so Sean was was quoting me, and this guy like came at me about you know, my course and how it was crap. And I couldn't really be teaching anybody anything new because all financial is basically <laughs> fundamental and all this other stuff. And so I actually, I engaged him for a little while and I was having just fun with it because I, I knew what he didn't know. 
Yeah. So I knew that I was going to win no matter what. Uh, <laughs> but after it was all said and done, I was like, I just wasted way too much time on that. Yeah. Because I wasn't trying to win him over. I was just messing with him. Like but can, uh, even my wife a, was like – You can wrestle a pig all you want, but you're just going to get shitty and muddy. So there's, so there's no reason to mess with it. So Some of those times, you know, you uh, – like I was, I was telling my wife about it. This was, this was how uh, the realization came. I was telling my wife about it and I was, I was telling her, you know, I was reading what he was saying. I was reading what I was saying. And she goes, you know, you just wasted your time with that. Right. And I was like, you're right. I did. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I've come to kind of find out that these follower accounts, their, their attention. And I'm not the first to say this, but attention is a new currency. Right. Yeah. And, Whoever's got the most attention, there's always going to be people down, you know, smaller accounts, people that are like thieves that want to steal from your attention. Right. Um, it's like that. Um, I like this part in that book that you sent out um, in Sutton's Law. It says, uh, whenever wealth is accumulated, someone will try to steal it. And this is unfamiliar um, to young people that haven't, you know, made that much yet. But once you've... Um, once you've reached a certain point, whether it's money, attention, whatever, there's always going to be those bottom feeders that kind of try to, to jump out and, and, and steal what you've made. Yeah. So, you know, I think we've kind of handled it on the social media front, but like on the personal finance, how do you defend against, against that? Well, uh, with numbers, um, yeah. because I can, I can prove anybody wrong with numbers if they're willing to learn. Yeah. Or, and so, you know, that's, that's what we do with this course and with the, this, this coaching, you know, as much as somebody's willing to learn, we're willing to teach you, but we take an absolute common sense approach to finance. You really do. It's just, um, it's just a, it's an approach that no one was taught. The interesting thing is how you take, I think a lot of people hear stuff like numbers and finance and, and math and they get kind of scared. Um, and that's understandable, but you do a really good job of simplifying everything and, and there's even a couple of parts where I got a little hung up where I was trying to I'm like, hang on, I can't quite catch this. And then you would perfectly explain with an example or a metaphor. And you did a really good job of spelling it out in your course. So I, I'm impressed. Don't. So if you're listening, don't be afraid if you hear. <laughs> yeah. So they want you to think. Yeah, for sure. And the, the thing about it is what's what's amazing is the caliber of people that I've connected with that I'm teaching. I mean, I have doctors, I have lawyers, I have people with MBAs, I have people with finance degrees who are all learning from me right now. It's just, I mean, it's nuts, you know? Yeah. Um, and it's because this uh, this approach to money is not a mainstream idea by any means, but once something, once somebody is open-minded enough to actually kind of, you know, peel, peel back the curtain and look and see, you can't argue with the numbers. That's, um, being open-minded is a trick there. And it's maybe it's something that comes with age. I don't know. But when I was younger, I just thought I was so smart. I thought I knew everything. And the older I get, the more I realize, like, even if that's true, there's always somebody out there that knows more than you. And that's why you've been able to help these people that are, you know, like I said, doctors. Doctors don't spend their time messing around with finance. So it makes sense right. that they're specialized in, in their medical field and you're specialized where you're at. Um, the other issue I see a lot of young people have, people in general, but especially young people, is um, – they have this, this thing called lifestyle creep 
Um, they talk about this in that in the book as well. Um, who's the author of that book? In uh, in Robert Nash's book, uh, but Parkinson's law. So income is limited for all of us, but as our wishes far exceed our ability to fund them, meaning that however much money you make, people tend to make more money as they get older, but then they just spend more and more and more, you know, and and what's your advice to the people as far as their spending and expenses? Do you do, you do any, anything with like budgeting or talking about how to? Yeah, yeah my uh, my business partner is a, what I would call a budgeting expert. Okay. And, uh, and so we complement each other really well. I've never been extremely disciplined when it comes to a budget, but he has. Okay. And so where uh, he says in our business relationship and in our friendship, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's the brake and I'm the gas, you know, and a car has to have both in order for it to run efficiently. Yeah. And so where there might be times where I might be moving a little too fast, you know, he might need to pull back or there might be times where I need to pull him along and he needs to let off the brake a little bit. And uh, man, we have just a, a, a great partnership, but, like I said, we just compliment each other really well. Yeah. Um, for people who reach out to me personally and they're, because I'm, I'm definitely at the forefront when it comes to our, our Twitter presence. Uh, he's on Twitter, but he, I mean, he just, that's just not his thing. You I, know, I he's can't a, even remember his name. <laughs> yeah, Brandon. Is it just Brandon? Okay. Uh, well, I mean, it's uh, his, his handle is at the Goswicks, G-O-S-W-I-C-K-S. So, uh, so, and the times that he does put stuff out there, he has a lot of value to bring as well, but he's just not as active as I am. And so, but when people reach out to me in terms of budgeting and things like that, that's his, that's his strength. That's what he loves to do. So I'll connect them with him. And, you know, there's, there's people that we're coaching right now, just, just to help them kind of get, disciplined in terms of budgeting and getting their money straight and stuff like that. We're not even, we're just doing it because we want to help them. Like we're not even charging them for it. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it's a huge part of it. Um, you know, the most important thing is to, to earn first because you can, there's a lot of people out there tripping over pennies to, or tripping over dollars to save pennies, but it's, it's still a part of it. And, um, you know, it's it's fun to see these guys with the exotic sports cars and the expensive vacations and the boozing all weekend. But uh, really, all you got to do is is you got to start earning some money and you got to watch what you're spending. And then it's a simple math equation at that point. Earn more yeah, than you spend. Absolutely. Absolutely. You what get that. What's what's funny that you mentioned the cars and everything like that. I would venture <laughs> I would venture to guess most of the guys that have an exotic car in their header. Yeah. Don't own that car. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, I was you know, talking I've about seen, this in the seen, group chat. With yeah. I've seen, the, uh, the I've seen the Rolls Royces and all this <laughs> other stuff. They don't live that way. You know, it is, it is all about an image. Um, and, yeah. You know, uh, yeah. To each their own. Yeah. I get it. I mean, I wouldn't mind the fancy car and I could go out today and buy a Mustang if I wanted to, but, end of the day that opportunity cost of where that money can go it's it's hard to justify and i kept thinking the older i got and the more money i made the more i'd be able to justify it but 
that, that principle is always there where that money could be spent better. And even if you're sitting on a million bucks, it's hard to spend money on a car when that money could be an investment. You can buy right, right. rental properties. And I think at some point you get to the, the age where you've got enough money, you don't care, but then you don't care about the car anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's for sure. I mean, it's, you really, the older you get, I think uh, you tend to get wiser and yeah. Through that wisdom, you find that experiences are a lot more important than material things. Yeah, it it gets said a lot. People will say it's a cliche. I like cliches because to me, a cliche is just something that's proven. You know, there's a reason why it's being said so often, and there's a lot right. of truth to that. You know, I think back um, over the years, all my fun things I've done. It's it's been well lately. It's been what I've been creating. Um, I would say creation's been huge but yeah experiences hanging out with your friends and your family um that's where it's at and now i i will say i do have two dream vehicles and they're they're <laughs> not like the, the, they're not the crazy exotic cars you know or anything like that like i don't i don't want a lamborghini or a ferrari or anything like that because i don't i don't like the attention you know yeah. i don't need the attention but i will say when the day comes i will have a Shelby F-150 pickup and a Shelby Mustang Ooh. together. And yeah. so then each day I'll decide which one I want to drive. <laughs> now with four kids, that's not a, that's not a, a reality right now. That's, you know, that's not, that's not yeah. practical. That's kind of where I'm at where my kids are just going to beat up the car. So I got a, <laughs> I got a pink stain in my back seat of my truck from when a, a crayon melted. <laughs> Which oh, there's no time. Up. I look at it now and I just laugh at it. it makes, I mean, every time I look at it, it makes me laugh. Yeah. Um, yeah. Another thing, and you keep mentioning Brandon is you, you've got this, this great like accountability partner with him. Yeah. Um, it's just, it's so essential to have that tribe of whether it's one guy or whoever, um, you and I have even bounced a few ideas back and forth with some um, tech, For sure. different things. And it's no secret that a lot of men today are struggling to figure things out. And you feel that there's, there's something in our nature that makes us want to do stuff on our own, like independently and kind of shy away from seeking help or just you know, even just talking about stuff like what we're doing. I think, I think there was a generation of, of independent men yeah. that, that, that uh, just looked at the idea of asking for help as weakness. Yeah. And what we're finding is, man, there is a ton of strength in a tribe, like you said, or, you know, in, yeah. in a, in a tight community, there's a ton of strength there. And for Brandon and I, you know, we complement each other really well. I mean, it's, it's almost like a marriage in a way. Yeah. Um, you know, my, and my, my wife and I, we can, I can see this in our relationship where, you know, where, where I might be weak in some areas, she's strong in those areas. And yeah. Brandon is, a, Brandon and I are the same way. And, um, you know, our accountability started before our business relationship. Um, our business relationship was born out of our accountability because, uh, I had read, uh, the, the book, that, that you've read, mm -hmm. um, and, you know, and learned and got really excited about the concept. And I took it to Brandon and I said, man, I need you to read this and just see what you, you know, tell me what you think about it. And because my mind was just racing, I'm a quick start on the Colby a index. I don't know if you know what that is. I don't, but it's a personality. I I, okay, go ahead. Yeah. Personality test. 
And so I'm a quick start 10, which is the highest you can be. So uh, when I see something and I get excited about it, man, I'm, I'm gone. And okay. so I needed, I needed somebody else to just affirm the <laughs> thoughts that were running through my head, the excitement that was running through my head. And uh, because we're wired different, it took him a little bit longer to process it because it's a different way of thinking. Yeah. Um, and, and he had a 10 year solid hardcore background with Dave Ramsey you know, in financial peace and all this other stuff. And so I knew if anybody was going to scrutinize it, it was going to be him. And eventually he came back. He goes, man, if this is real, this is crazy. And I was like, yeah, you're right. And so we started implementing these strategies. Uh, you know, the, the overwhelming theme of what we teach is leverage. The, yeah. the uh, Robert Kiyosaki says, you know, there's three sides to every coin. There's a head, the tail and the edge. Mm-hmm. And in terms of the way we use money to acquire things, it's been either you pay cash or you finance it. Well, leverage is the edge of the coin. It's the third side that nobody thinks about or and quite honestly, no, nobody really knows about. Well, it's it's part of that millionaire mindset. It's just a different way of thinking. Right. So once we, uh, started using this strategy for ourselves we just got so excited about what we were building and creating in our own families that we were like man if we feel this good about learning the truth and and having the hope and the peace that we had in our money for the first time ever wouldn't it be great to teach other people how to feel that way too yeah and so that was that was where the idea to to you know to actually take this to the masses came from and i mean taking it to the masses when 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 i joined twitter i mean i had like about a handful of people that i was working with now in three months time i have like i don't know like 30 or 40 people that i'm working with yeah Uh, so i mean it is completely uh just connecting on twitter being on twitter and connecting with people and it has just completely changed everything i've I've grown fascinated with twitter and i used to laugh at it and make fun of it but um since i started actually creating content on it to change my perspective. And one of the things, and I'm not the only one to notice this, but one of the things that you do that I really like is you've got that video. So if someone sees something that you say and they like it, they click on your profile and the first thing they see is that pin tweet and it just starts playing and it catches your attention because it's a face. There's something about that. It's like hardwired <laughs> into your monkey brain where you face like, oh, it's a, that's a friend or an enemy. Who is that? You start looking at it. <laughs> and you, you explain in two minutes enough to, to show that you're, you're financially educated and you've got something to share. And I think that was one of the first things that really caught me um, to your account. I was like, I, I got to learn more about this guy. And uh, I started following you. And it's really brilliant. It's actually something I've thought about doing, um, making some kind of a two-minute video. Um, but, yeah, there's there's – there's power in that efficiency of uh, using quick two minute little video to explain what it is you do and you do a great job of it. Well, and not only that, but the idea behind doing a video like that was one, I wanted people to, to see that illustration because that illustration is just powerful. It's just, yeah. I mean, quite honestly, it's powerful. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the other thing is if somebody sees something that I tweet out, you, you do this. I'm sure everybody does this or most people do this. If they see something they like from somebody, they're going to click on their name. They're going to scroll through a little bit of their profile and they're going to be like, what's this guy about? Or what's this girl about? You know? And then yep. they're going to make a decision if they want to follow them at that point. Yeah. And so my thinking quickly. was 
when somebody clicks on my profile, there is an instant connection that's being made right there. Yeah. It feels very where personal. They see a talking head, not, not really a talking head, but I mean, <laughs> you know, the head. yeah, there's a body underneath <laughs> it, but <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what I'm talking about, but they see, they see an actual, like it's not an anonymous account where I'm hiding behind some yep. screen or anything like that. Like it's, it's me, you know, yeah. uh, and people, who go through the course, they find out more about me through the course. Like I'm not anonymous. I don't mind telling people my full name and where I live and all that stuff. It's, yeah. it's cool. Yeah. You, you share a lot. You, you do a good job of making your image presentable though. So there's no reason for you to hide anything. Um, there's really no reason for most people to hide. I think some people do it because of fear out of work. There, There is some of that where in the corporate world, they can get in trouble for, you know, liking a certain politician, maybe, <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I think if you're offering something that's legit, and you're selling stuff, there's a lot of power in that being more personal. Um, these podcasts, I mean, you've done a couple of these, I heard, um, was it Life, Money, Success? Was that the podcast? Uh, life, life, Success, and Legacy. Uh, right, legacy, yeah. so you're on that did, the, did their podcast and then i did one uh for finance united which was a uh a guy who had reached out to me early when i created my account and i started yeah. growing a little bit did one with him and then i also did one with documental um it's a great way i don't know that one yeah uh, that was that was the most recent one that i did um but uh i've talked with jose on the phone we did a video call not long ago okay. and it was actually early in the month. And he asked me about being on his podcast. So that's really cool. Um, Be honored. He's got quite the, the list of guests think, on that one. I think I can, I think I can say this without a problem because it, it was public. He actually, he actually made the comment. Uh, George Bruno wants to interview me um, wow. for uh, his rabbit hole, uh, you know, show that he's doing. And, uh, and then also have, uh, chance, chance Lunsford logo <laughs> centrifugal. That one's coming up on Saturday. So yeah, I've got, I've got several. And then, uh, and then actually, uh, been talking back and forth with Zuby and, yeah. uh, and yeah. he's, he's wanting uh, to set rapper. something up with me. Yeah. Flash he's wanting to set something up with me as well. So deadlifting body weight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's a jack of all trades for sure. I, um, he's, I, he's got some, he's got some good music, man. I'll, I'll I was like going to say, I gotta, I gotta hand it to him for doing his little deadlifting stunt because it put him on my radar. <laughs> and I'm like, you know, that I got to this guy. So I pull him up yeah. on Spotify and I listen to that perseverance song. I'm like, man, I yeah. can, I can mess with this. This is some, I like some it. good inspiring music. And for sure. He's a, he's got a very positive aura about him, which is kind of funny because he, he's like born out of controversy, but he's, he's actually like a really stand up dude. Yeah. Um, you know, you're the same way. There's something you've done a good job of kind of avoiding this, but there is something to be said of being personal and intentionally not misleading, but just evocative um, and going out there and just getting the attention. But you've done a good job of not doing that, which is hard to do. Yeah. I think the, I think the biggest attention getter I got <laughs> since I started my account was my coffee, <laughs> my coffee tweet. <laughs> Your coffee tweet was, yeah. That was a pretty good one. Well, uh, there may have been, there may have been one other tweet of yours that caught some attention. I was actually, I was actually driving somewhere. I was going to the, the post office or whatever, and I got one of those little 
from the Periscope, and I just I just scrolled down and I saw your name, and I had no idea what it was. I just I was driving listening to music, so I slide open, and I put it on, and you start talking, and you're like, oh, I hope you guys can hear me. And I was at a red light, so I just like, yep, I can hear you. And you said you're nervous. I'm like, oh, first one's the hardest. I had no idea what you're doing. And he's like, yeah, yeah. First time you do karaoke is always nerve wracking. I'm like, wait, what? And I um, I had to pull over. I started just cracking up laughing, but yeah. So go dig through that tweet. I'll maybe I'll retweet it after I send this podcast out. But all right. So what happened? Great job here. Of <laughs> I, I got to hand it to you. I was impressed. I'm like, this is not bad at all. <laughs> so I'll, I'll give a little backstory. As my account was growing, uh, Nick Lowry, Ground Shark Coffee, um, which I, I drink his coffee. It's good stuff. Go check it out. Uh, but this podcast brought hey, to you by Ground Shark Coffee. There you go. Uh, you can put him in the mentions. So, <laughs> um, I one day he tweeted out uh, he was going to hit 1,995 followers. That was the year he was born. Okay. And he said, "When I do that, I'm gonna do an an, an ask me anything, you know, an AMA." Yeah. And so I was kind of joking, and I said, "Well, when I hit 1,981 followers, because that's the year I was born, I'm older than I look." Uh, <laughs> When you I hit 1980, thank you, thank you, thank you very much. Y'all go check me out <laughs> at Chronicles Nate. Watch my video. Um, <laughs> so, but anyways, I was like, I, jokingly, I was like, when I hit 1981 followers, I'll go live and I'll sing a hit from 1981. And I was just kind of halfway joking, but <laughs> some people kind of grabbed onto it, and a few people messaged me, and they're like, "You should really do that." And I was yeah. like, "What?" Like no i don't think so and they're like no i think it'd be cool and i was like okay so then i started asking people what song i should sing so then people started voting on the song i should sing and then it ultimately came down to jesse's girl so that day i don't remember what day it was but that day i went live and i sang jesse's girl acapella it was kind of great it wasn't full-blown karaoke style because i didn't have any music to go with it but yeah i don't uh, yeah that'd be That'd have been uh, over the top. Maybe next time. And then you said uh, shortly after that, you're like, you need to do that again. I'm like, I, when I hit five thousand, I was like, I'm not giving it. I'm not giving it away that easily. When so, I hit five thousand, I'll do it again. When you said that, five thousand probably sounded like a long ways away, but I, I don't know. Just doing some quick mental math here. I'm guessing it's going to happen this year. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, absolutely. It might not be long before you do another karaoke. It's probably yeah, it's probably gonna happen before the summer for sure. Because <laughs> I I don't know. I'm like thirty three hundred and something right now. Thirty three fifteen uh, as of right yeah, now. That's, that's crazy. It's crazy. It is crazy. So like I just it's I, I had no idea that that things could blow up the way they did. What's um, it like to be Twitter famous? <laughs> <laughs> you know what? It's really funny when people connect with me uh, like i get young guys every now and mm -hmm. that you know i connect with and they're like oh my gosh like thank you so much for for like i can't believe i'm talking to you stuff like mm -hmm. that i'm like i'm just a regular guy yeah. yeah but that's that's even better because so are they and it makes you more relatable and yeah. you, you recently did a, a thread where you listed a whole bunch of your um social proofing as they like to call it in the biz but basically people just showering you with compliments and that was something I, I was kind of jaded when I would see people do this at first because I would see it and I'm like, oh, they're just trying to sell stuff. They're probably just their their friends, 
and I didn't look at it honestly <laughs> after I started doing what I've been doing where I'm you know sharing stuff on on the Twitter on the emails my, my email newsletter has been pretty popular I get a lot of responses to that it's uh it's mind-blowing how many people respond with these compliments and go tell yours first but I want to I want to share one that happened to me but tell like what's like the most touching um, reply or DM or response you've gotten from a follower or a subscriber? The, the one that I remember the most, um, and he's got a pretty big following, so I'm, I'm not going to say his name or anything like that, but, right. um, in direct message, he messaged me and said, I just finished your course and I'm in tears. I can't believe what I'm going to be able to create for my family. I mean, and that's like, that's huge. And you that's really do touch these people. And, and that's the thing about it that I, that I want people to understand. Like I'm not just out here peddling courses to sell courses. Uh, and you know, this there, there is, I mean, I guess I'll pull the curtain back a little bit. There's a digital product that you get with my course you get the hour long presentation. It's a video presentation. It's me narrating the key concepts, but there's a physical product attached to it as well, which is why I say we packed as much value and as little profit into the course as possible. So what I want people to understand is if you will apply these things I'm trying to teach you, it will change your life. It not only it'll change your life, it'll change your family tree. Yeah. It's, I mean, you're, you're changing lives. You're, you're saving people. Um, there's a, there's a stat and I forget the exact number, but, um, every time there's a recession, every time the stock market drops a certain number, the increase of, um, there's an increase in suicides mm. and, it sounds superficial when you first think of it. It's like, oh, some, some guy lost his money in his mutual fund portfolio and he jumped out of a building. It's like, no, it's, it's, it seems fake when you look at it because they're just numbers, but they're not. They're, they're representations of the real world. And what happens is when these numbers start dropping, these fake numbers that don't exist, <laughs> businesses go out, you know, people, people lose their jobs and, um, how homes get foreclosed on it's it's yeah money does matter more than people want to give it credit and um by teaching people you're empowering them to to do better and to secure their their livelihood and their and their families it's, i mean imagine imagine being able to to go through life not having to worry about if your money's going down or yeah. not yeah i mean because I mean, this is going to sound crazy, but you know this. One of the things I teach is how to get uninterrupted compounding interest. Yeah, yeah. All through the process of leverage. Those um, who understand interest make money off of those who don't. I say that all the time. I'm pretty sure somebody else said it before me, but it came to and, my head. And quite honestly, that's the life that I live now. I live yeah. a completely stress-free life because I know that my money's always going to be there when I need it. And to be able to teach that to other people. <laughs> yeah. Well, when you're talking about money going down, you know, it reminds me of something that Chris Johnson talks about how he equates money to units of time. I'm so glad you brought that and, up. I forgot about that. I was going to mention that too. And when money is going down, 
think about the amount of time you have spent yep. for that money to be where it was. And now all that time that you spent building that up is gone. Yeah. Money. So is, you just uh, wasted that time. I mean, that's, that's depressing. Money is a, it's a unit of stored energy. Um, so in his tweet, if I can remember this right, he says, if you make $50,000 a year and you buy a car worth $50,000, you're selling or you're, yeah, you're selling one year's worth of your energy for a car. And it's a, it's a mind blowing way to think about stuff. Cause then when say tax refund time comes along, you've got a bunch of money coming in and people look at it as free money, but it's not, it's money the government borrowed from you. It's your money that you've already right. worked for and you have a choice about whether you spend it on um, consumerism, just mindless stuff, or are you going to invest it in yourself and save yourself time? It's a, it's a big deal. Imagine even using your, your tax bill yeah. as a way to fuel your asset column. Absolutely. <laughs> There's a lot of opportunity this time of year. With, uh, yeah. People that might be living really tight overall are given a nice little boost and it's up to them how they're going to use that. You know? So uh, you didn't know I was going to ask you this and uh, I I, I'm just, I'm just yeah. confident, confident in what I do. Um, knowing what you know now, 10, 15 years ago, if you would have started using the principles that I teach, would you be better than you are right now? Yeah significantly um i was taught a lot more financial education than most people and part of that comes from having a grandpa that was an accountant part of that comes from having a dad that um more or less built his own business which is very business savvy but he's also very conservative um like i didn't even i only owned one credit card for like the first six seven years of my like professional life and i I had no concept of how I could use leverage. I could, you know, get my credit rating higher by getting more credit cards, which that's a whole nother discussion. <laughs> um, but I spent a lot of time and as an economist, it kind of sickens me, but I spent a lot of time with um, my money just sitting in a bank, not doing anything. And there's a term called opportunity cost, meaning that there's opportunity for that money to earn in the CD or in the stock market or, in yourself, which is something I've been kind of chasing lately. If you can invest in your own business, you can make a return. But that using that leverage is powerful. And actually, my first day on the job is um, after I graduated college, I was given $5,000 just as a bonus. And just thinking back, what you could do with that over 10 years is mind blowing. So, <laughs> yeah. My quick advice if you take nothing from what I'm saying, at least. If you're young and you come into a big chunk of money, tax refund, don't waste it. It's stored energy. It's, it's freedom. You can do a lot with it if you think about it and do it right. Take, um, take a few bucks and learn from Nate here. He'll, uh, he'll show you how to use it correctly. That was a good question. How old were you when you um, understood this concept that you're teaching? <laughs> I should have been a lot younger. That's, uh, um, that's true of most things in life. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, you know, I could sit here and tell you that, that I've been using uh, this system for, you know, a considerable amount of time and everything like that. And, yeah. 
try to give myself a ton of credibility, but the reality is it was January of 2018 when I discovered this strategy. Now, before that, uh, what sort of set me on the road to financial education was reading Rich, Rich Dad, Poor Dad by Robert Kiyosaki. It was at that point, and that was about five years ago. And it was at that point that I was like, what, man, like it just felt like my eyes were finally open to the truth, you know, about some things. And, uh, but going back to my experience from 2008, when I was working for that precious metals company, you know, one of the things that, that I came away with was all these stories from people who were just devastated about the money they had lost, all the clients that I was working with that they were, they they just didn't know what to do. They were going to retire. They couldn't retire all this other stuff. And I, I just came away from that thinking there's got to be a better way. And it wasn't until January, 2018, when I discovered the strategy that we teach that I finally realized that I found the better way. There's, there's nothing that you can gain from looking back and, and trying to change things. You know, I don't, I don't look back on my, on my life and wish I had done anything different because there's so much power in failing. <laughs> it, it sounds crazy when you first hear this, but I look back at like the most influential moments in my life, the things that really shaped me. It's, it's when I screwed up and I, I say I've lived a charmed life. I've had it pretty good overall. Um, and I'll probably say that no matter what, as long as I've got my health. And, and I mean that, um, but I, uh, I've, almost flunked out of college. I totaled a car when I was 16. I got divorced. I lost almost all my money very recently, um, including <laughs> I had a bolt of lightning hit my house and mm. a lot of my stuff got destroyed from that. So mm. just weird things. But um, every time every time I would fail a little bit, I would learn from it and it made me stronger. Um, just recently learned this word, I guess it's called anti-fragility, where instead of just being tough through the challenges, you better yourself through them. And, um, you know, these, these times where you lose a lot of money or you make a mistake, it's an opportunity to, to think about the way you look at money and your relationship with it, how you can change your mindset. So maybe that's just the wisdom of getting older, but <laughs> failure is just not a, not a big concern. Losing money, it's it's part of life. It's how you bounce back is what you learn from that matters. Right. Well, the the, the beautiful thing about uh you know what someone might consider my lack of experience in, in what I'm doing is the fact that and, and we share this in the course, you know, we have two mentors who have over 20 years combined experience teaching people how to do this. And and we were just fortunate enough that they just poured into us. And uh so where we might lack in experience, our, our mentors make up, you know, for in those, in those areas. And so, uh, in fact, <laughs> the other day I was having a conversation with one of them. He said, the gap between us and y'all <laughs> is becoming a lot smaller. <laughs> he said, uh, he said, Nate, he said, man, y'all are teaching us stuff now. Yeah. There's, um, there's something to be said for that. You know, these, these old guys have a lot to learn or a lot to um, teach you, but there's a lot of young people kind of coming up in the world now and it's happening fast. Um, baby boomers are no longer the biggest generation. They're, they're getting older. They're retiring. Some of them are dying. 
Uh, the millennials are the biggest, which is strange. Um, I guess I'm, I'm barely a millennial. You're um, Generation X. You're a little between bridging the gap. But yeah, the world feels younger than it did a few years ago. And it just, to me, it felt like it happened overnight. I'm, I'm, I'm noticing it in commercials that are marketed more towards young people. I'm noticing it when I go and, um, you know, even going like, to a doctor's office, like, man, this, this guy is not old enough to be a doctor. <laughs> 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 or I'm older than this guy giving me advice. That doesn't seem right. But um, there's a changing of the guards. And yeah, I, I think there's, there's something to be said for these younger guys that are looking at things differently. And, and you're, uh, you're a part of that. You've, you've, you've got a revolutionary way of thinking about things with this, with this new mindset um, by using your leverage. Have you experienced that too, or you notice that at all? Yeah, no, I, d- I definitely notice it. Um, yeah. One of, one of the unique things for me is because I don't look my age, uh, you know, <laughs> <Me either. laughs> uh, a, a lot of people uh, try to treat me one way initially until yeah. they find out how old I am and then the, it changes. Yeah. And so, what I'm noticing is, you know, because the older generation is being told this is the way this new generation is, they go into situations with these preconceptions about how somebody is before they've actually gotten to know them. Yeah. There's, um, that's a constant battle. How, how do you handle like these, these preconceptions that people just put on you? I mean, it's, it's everywhere too. I mean, it's, it's not just, oh, he's too young, he's too whatever. People constantly are judging you based on your appearances. I mean, do you play into that at all? Do you? You know what? I just, I, I, I just, I, I just have become so awesome that I just overcome yeah. them. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I just rise up with my awesomeness and I overcome it. <laughs> I've um. I've done some sales stuff. I've done some speaking in front of people and I've learned that for the most part, they don't really take it all in, at least not in the first yeah. time. And you just gotta, you gotta find a way to have that one little piece that they, they, they get hung up on. Um, I texted you right away when I went through your course. I'm like, man, this, this blew my mind. I'm not going to spoil it. Um, but that was the one thing I took away from it. And I watched it again today before this and I learned a little bit more, but the important thing is making sure they, that they like you you can be likable and it sounds stupid, but it matters. It does. It absolutely does. Um, I, I think you tweeted this out, actually, I'm trying to remember, um, but you were talking about how, you know, people who are likable that, you know, are healthy and good looking, yeah. you know, they just, they just have an advantage yeah. in life. Um, yeah. and, it, and it's true. It's, it's not a knock on anybody else, but it is just, it is the reality of the world that we live in. I've been, because um, of people's perceptions of others. <laughs> I've been thinking about this a lot today. So I've been losing weight pretty steadily. I lost probably 20, I lost 25 pounds last year. I may have gained a few back this awesome. year. And yeah. then I lost a few more recently. So um, not only am I down about 30 pounds in a very short time frame, so less than a year, I've also been training for these Spartan races. So I'm lifting a lot. I'm just, I look better. I look younger even. But it's, it's amazing the way people treat you differently. And it's not just girls, um, but there is that. And that's always a, a thing that people are looking for. Um, but guys too, you know, they, they look at a guy that's um, healthy and in shape and they want to emulate that. It's like, what's that guy got going on that's, that's working for him? So 
you know, even if you're a used car salesman or sitting around selling insurance, it doesn't matter if you, um, you look like a cool guy that people want to hang out with. It gives you a little bit of an advantage. There's something to that. It's, it's powerful, but yeah. yeah. Anybody that's ever like gone through like a quick weight loss transformation or something like that. It's, it's stunning the way people treat you differently. And it's just, it is, you know, you can complain about it all you want. It's, you're not going to change humanity and that's okay. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Well, let's, um, let's go ahead and wrap this up here. We're coming in, I think around about an hour. So I got a couple of things I want to say. One was, and it's actually kind of segues in pretty well. Um, I think of you as, a, I'm going to flatter you here. So just prepare yourself. All right, All right let me get, but, let me get um, ready for it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So I, I think of you as a great example of what of what men should aspire to be, and um, I say that because you've you've got principles, you've got your mission, and you're bringing value into people's lives. And these are three things that I am constantly harping on. You got to have your own principles, which few people have actually sat down and thought about. You got to have your mission. That's a hard thing to find. You just got to bring value to people's lives, and I mean, if you can do those three things, you're gonna you're gonna find your place, and you're gonna find happiness and wealth and everything you need. Um, so, with all that in mind, what advice would you give to to young men, people just graduating college, just getting started, just boys becoming men? You know, and it doesn't have to be finance; it could be anything. I would say the biggest takeaway for me, if I was to transplant myself back to somebody who was in college, I would find somebody that was 10 or 15 years older that was winning. That was, that was where I wanted to be in life one day. And I would latch onto them Yep. because as we talked about earlier, winners want to see other people win. So if there's somebody out there that you admire or something like that, if you reach out to them, the chances of them actually being willing to take you under and teach you and mentor you are pretty strong. Yeah. So yeah. for men, I would say find, find somebody that you admire and emulate them, reach out to them, connect with them. Well, the, the ego is a strong thing. So those kind of guys are probably going to want to leave their legacy. And even if it's just some random guy that's motivated, you're probably going to remind them of a young them and they'll be interested. One thing that um, an older gentleman explained to me once, and it stuck with me, if you meet someone like that and you don't know how to get their attention, offer to buy them a steak dinner. Yeah. What, what guy is going to turn that down? And the best part, <laughs> they're probably going to pay for it anyway. Right, right. You know? But even if they don't, you're going to get your money's worth in that conversation alone. Um, so that's, that's my advice on, on how to, how to um, reach one of these mentors that you mentioned. And then finally... Um, you got you another thought there? Go ahead. Well, I didn't I didn't get a chance to 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 say this, but thank you for the compliment a moment ago. <laughs> You're so, welcome. <laughs> I meant we to. we went right into something else, but but I, I, I appreciate <laughs> I really do appreciate what you said. I've I've enjoyed our connection. Yeah, I've um I've enjoyed talking to you. It's been fun doing this podcast. It's been fun uh, all the phone calls. It's there's a lot of um there's a lot that everybody can teach everybody. Everyone's got some story to tell, and it's it's really fascinating to get to know people more like yourself. Um, so closing up, where can people go find you? The easiest way to find me is at Chronicles Nate on Twitter. Um, 
you know, I mean, and you know, if you want to connect with me, shoot me a DM. I mean, there's, there's very few people that I just straight up ignore in direct messages. I mean, there's a, there's a few because it's obvious that, you know, they're after something from you from the get go. Um, but you know, if, if you are trying to grow your account, um, and you have value to bring to, to someone, I would say lead off with the value that you can bring to someone. Absolutely. Um, do not <laughs> for, for anybody who tries this, don't message somebody and say, Hey, Hey, can I get a follow back? Can you join my newsletter? You know, all this, <laughs> all these other things that people try to do just to, to, to get some credibility. Yeah. Um, so yeah, yeah, connect with me on Twitter. That's the best way to get, get in touch with me. You got to do the work first and then people will come. So, and you've got a newsletter that, um, I think it's pretty great. I like it. So, I would sign up for your. I'm at I'm at once I'm at once a week right now. Once a week, uh, good. Somebody somebody messaged me the other day and they said, "Hey, I'm not getting your daily emails." I was like, "Good luck with that." <laughs> it's not coming daily. <laughs> like I got too much to do to send them out daily, but you know maybe it's, I can get to that point, you know, somewhere down the road. I can give you advice on on some shortcuts and how you can do it, but um, yeah, I like to write, so I do almost daily. But I miss a day here and there, and that's all right. Uh, but yeah, from your Twitter, there's um, pretty much everything you need to know. You've got this wonderful video. Somewhere buried in there is uh, Jesse's girl. <laughs> so go give Nate a follow and uh, go check out how you can leverage your money. And um, hey, if he's on the Path to Manliness podcast, he's, uh, he's demonstrating value, and that's why he's here. So with that, we'll wrap it up. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks for having me. If you enjoyed this episode of the Pat's Manliness Podcast, be sure to write us a review. That way we can reach more men that are lost and need direction in their life. And if you feel that you are lost and you need direction in your life, or you simply are looking for brotherhood, a sense of belonging, a place where you can be a man, a traditional man, and be around other men who are motivated and working to build something themselves, Check out patreon.com slash path to manliness to gain access to the private discord server where you can connect with other highly motivated individuals. Mm-hmm.